How would it feel to have a thriving fitness business and have the freedom to enjoy life at the fullest? Well, that is exactly what the Trainer Revenue Multiplier Show is going to give you. My name is Matthew Park. This is Amy Filer. Hey, guys. And we are here to serve. going on everybody i am jamie filer your host of the trainer revenue multiplier podcast and i'm here with one of my favorite people ever rachel cavello how are you doing hey jamie i'm good good to see you i appreciate you inviting is, me on here it is so great to see you too and you know you're one of maybe half a dozen guests we've had on who are not trainers who are not in the fitness industry. I mean, you're not a trainer. <laughs> um, but what you do lines up so perfectly. And I feel like it's really important, really in any industry to not just stay in your lane, but kind of open up the blinders and see what other people are doing that can enhance what we're doing here in the fitness space. I agree. I, you know, we do that too in our own world and I'm sure we'll talk about it, but you can't just stay in your own lane if you really want to grow, grow your focus and grow your business. Exactly. And to me, you are the first name that comes to mind when I think networking, collaborations, and joint ventures. I appreciate that. Of course. What? Okay. So for people who don't know you, can you please tell uh, our audience a little bit about what you do and why I would associate your name with collaborations and joint ventures? <laughs> Well, I think, um, you know, first, just to kind of give an overview of who I am, what I do, I, I work a lot in the LGBT space. I do a lot of travel Florida focused stuff for, um, for LGBT travelers in Florida. Um, I own Outcoast LLC, which has pretty much three main components. One is Outcoast.com, our, our online travel blog. Um, then we have Outcoast um, that Flock, which is the Florida Outcoast Convention that's coming up in August. Um, exciting because it's inaugural, an inaugural event, say that word five times, um, in Florida for LGBT tourism topics. And then I do consulting on the side and, and consulting topics, you know, really not just focus on LGBT tourism, but also focus on, you know, navigating differences. How do we, how do we collaborate? How do we open our minds? How do we listen more effectively so that we can create change? Um, and so collaboration is a big part of what we do, and it's not just collaborating and trying to partner with people within our industry, like you've spoken about, but it's also going outside of the industry, going outside of our own biases and our own perspectives to learn um, and, uh, you know, build bridges, not walls, you know, try to see how we can create change um, in a broader, a broader sense versus just in our own little, you know, in our own little box. And how did you get into specifically Outcoast, like what made you think of that? So it's really an organic story, um, way too long for here, but definitely more, more maybe a future book. Um, essentially what it came down to, I actually have a degree in nutrition, um, which I don't utilize um, in my professional world, but I had gone back to school at one point after losing a significant amount of weight, got a degree in nutrition, um, even wrote a book about my weight loss journey. Um, but then I kind of pivoted because I was having some mental health and physical health issues at the time and was set up for a very intense internship program at a hospital and mentally could not get through it. 
And so I wound up backing out of it. Um, you know, I, unlike doctors, nutrition, dietitians actually have to spend money for their programs. Um, but I stepped away and I, I just knew I felt within myself that it was the right thing to do. Um, I sat down one day and I actually, I don't know if I ever told you this, but I actually sat down with a notepad and wrote the word happiness list at the top of this piece of paper and started writing down things that really brought me joy um, because I was struggling mentally just to function on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, and one by one, I started doing things on that list and it, and it essentially kind of sh- long story short, essentially got me into doing work with the LGBT community up in Pennsylvania. I started an LGBT nonprofit organization. It really was a healing process for me. Um, it got me out of my, I explored art and writing and it really got me out of this very bad mental place um, at the time. And I moved to Florida at one point, it was supposed to be part-time. Um, back in 2017, early 2017. And I had been working on a project up in Pennsylvania that was similar in nature to Outcoast. It was more of a community platform that highlighted LGBT business or it was like business news, but they wanted to make an LGBT version of it. Mm-hmm. But it just wasn't a good fit because my focus will always be on supporting the community before making money. And the partner I was working with at the time was focused more on the financial compensation before supporting the community. And so ethically, it didn't work for me. Um, So I started my own thing when I came to Florida. And originally, it was all about highlighting the stories of our LGBT community. Um, But I was very blessed to be in the right place at the right time, just kind of trusting the universe moment where I was introduced to the International Gay and Lesbian um, Travel Association. And through that the shift of Outcoast went from small local community magazine to over the years, um, statewide LGBT travel blog. Um, so it's it's been an amazing journey and really just trusting my gut the whole time and pivoting as the world has pivoted so and changed. That is that is incredible. Like I want to say like rags to riches, but it's not rags to riches in terms of like monetary, but rags to riches in terms of where you started to where you're at now, just to give you guys an idea of at least, you know, the capacity in which I've worked with Rachel is she'll come to me and say something like, Hey, the city of Tampa Bay came to me and they want to do something advertising to, you know, LGBTQ tourism and travel. Right. So, and then in May we're going to Miami because the city mm-hmm. of Miami came to Rachel. Right. So, Guys, I know you're thinking of like collaborations. I was like the local supplement company, but we're not right. Like Rachel's yeah. literally the queen of collabs. Yeah. I mean, I, I work with several visitor bureaus throughout the state of Florida. Um, t- visit Tampa Bay, visit St. Pete Clearwater, visit Miami. Um, that has just grown, you know, organically over time as we, especially in 2020, when the world changed and things shut down, it was a really, and I hate saying this because you never want to um, celebrate a difficult time for many people, but the reality was it was a pivotal time for us because I was a, a local Florida-focused platform and most destinations were advertising you know, outside of the state to bring people into the state. And I thought, okay, well, now they're going to need to market to road trippers because people aren't coming from out of the state. So that we just started collaborating. I reached out to everybody and anyone I could, educated them. Okay, wait, because this is step one, because my question is going to be, how do you even go about collaborating? So to you, it's no big deal, but there are some people who are like, oh my God, how do I even go about 
you know, reaching out to the local supplement store in my area, let alone, let's say a huge brand. So uh, tell me about the mindset behind it or your thinking behind it. So when you, when you start with collaboration, you almost have to think like a salesperson. I, I, I hate saying I'm a salesperson, but I think all of us naturally, people who are successful are just natural salespeople. Um, but you have to be an authentic salesperson, not, you know, not selling something you don't believe in. Right. So, um, I also grew up with a really amazing mother who was a speech and communication expert. So that has definitely been like a perk. It's almost like having a master's degree in something I never went to school for. Um, but I think the, the trick really is, okay, you know, you have something that you want to succeed and you know, you have something that's valuable for other people like outcoast.com or whatever your product is, right? I know that by working with Visit Miami, A, it'll help, you know, whether it's Visit Miami or Visit Tampa, et cetera. Obviously we need to make money to grow our business. But I also, but I can't just approach them and say, hey, I have to make money. So what can you do for me? Right. It has to really be, what can you do for them? You know, is there a, a I hate say, saying check boxes, but is there a quota they have to fill to be, to show inclusive marketing? Are they maybe missing the ball in certain areas on inclusive marketing? For instance, um, many destinations cater a lot to LGBT or gay men, but they were dropped, they were missing the mark on lesbians. So, you know, can we create content maybe they don't have that reaches a niche market that they are not reaching right now? So really trying to put yourself, do your research, put yourself in their shoes, yeah. um, really understand what they're currently doing. Don't go in and offer the same thing they're already doing. Um, yeah. What could you offer on a different level? You know, I'm the only, as far as I know, I'm the only statewide LGBT focused travel blog. So I'm not a global blog. I'm not a national blog. I focus solely on Florida, which is a unique situation. So, you know, what could we do that's different than anyone else has done before that really will be beneficial to our, our potential partner? Um, the other thing I think to note, too, is it's not just partnering with people who you can benefit from financially, but partnering with people that you both can grow together. I'm a big fan of collaborating and not competition. So, um, for instance, in Florida, and I'll give shout outs, you have Watermark Online, which is an LGBT newspaper. You have South Florida Gay News. You have Pro Susie, which focuses on um, the older lesbian community. Um, you have all these different platforms in Florida. It's happening out. So they may technically compete with me for advertisers, but I know they offer something different than what I do. So reaching out to them and developing strong partnerships where I may refer you know, potential advertisers to them. They may think of me for certain things. I think those are also really important collaborations um, so, where you don't seem selfish. You seem like you're a team player. Okay. So to put this in, let's say trainer terms, yeah. if your specialty is CrossFit programming or even just training in general, reaching out to someone, you know, is a life coach or an RD or someone who does virtual boot camps versus just one-on-one -on -one training and doing, let's say, a Facebook Live together, an Instagram Live together, even just a referral network whereby I'd give you 50 bucks for every person you refer and vice versa. That would be the equivalent of you approaching these other periodicals, magazines, websites, et cetera, and partnering with them. So guys, again, other trainers, other RDs, other whatever, people who sell straight up eBooks, they're not your competition. They're another opportunity for collaboration, Rachel. I love it. Okay? Yeah. And, 
And, you know, because of my background with nutrition, I did do health and wellness coaching for a while. I mean, it's, I'm not um, naive to this industry either. And um, I did that for several years. I, I ran motivational weight loss classes. I, I did other things too. All again, sales, I'm motivating people to do something, which is technically sales. Yeah. You're finding your pain points, you're selling to those pain points to, to motivate them to change something. So, um, but I noticed in my own, in, when I was doing that in my industry, I knew my lane. So I knew weight loss was a big focus for me because that was my own journey and my own past and my own struggle. I could speak to it like an expert, but fitness, weight, weight building, you know, weight, weight training was not my focus. So absolutely. I'd bring someone in that was more of an expert on that. Um, mental health, although I knew a lot about it, I wasn't a therapist. So I would bring someone in, um, you know, that could focus on that so that together we were really a very holistic team that could help the client, um, that I was working with at the time. So I think that's important in anything, even in outcoast, I know my strengths and my weaknesses. I've gotten to know them and I'm humble about them. Um, you know, you check your ego when you're a business owner, you know, what are you really good at and maybe what do you need some help with? And, um, acknowledging that and bringing people on to support you will just make you stronger and make you more of an expert overall. Absolutely. And then to your point before about doing your research in advance, I think a lot of trainers approach, let's say a supplement company or a clothing company blindly and say, listen, I've got this many followers. Um, what can I do for you? Which shows that you've not done your research on them. You've not shown them what their problems, strategies, struggles are, where they're missing the mark, again, mm -hmm. on a certain niche or community. Don't just say, hey, I got a big backing because it's 2023. Right. Everyone has an audience, yep. right? Whether it's website visits, TikTok, YouTube, or Instagram, it's a, it's, it's a really wide pool. So mm -hmm. do your research and tell the company, hey, based on your... TikTok, I don't see a lot of busy dads or pregnant women or gay women, like, right, whatever it is. So once you've done your research and you've, you've pitched yourself, Rachel, you say, listen, I've noticed these boxes are not checked yet. I could be that person for you. How do you, how do you make, how do you sell it? Say, hey, here's what I'm proposing. So, you know, with Outcoast, we, when we started, we did not have a huge following and and still we still are growing our following like people like you Jamie have a much bigger following on Instagram or social media than than we do way bigger um so i know that working with someone like you will help to increase that reach so when um and we also can add you val add value to you by going out to destinations and putting you in front of brands that you're probably wanting to get in front of as well so when we started, because our reach was so low, we thought, okay, what can we do that really sets us apart from other people? So I know that even though our reach isn't huge, our engagement is high. So, you know, our percent engagement is much higher because LGBT community is definitely word of mouth marketing. You know, it's not just, and you have to kind of educate your potential partners too, that just because you're not, and I do this every day with some of my partners, okay, impressions and clicks aren't necessarily the only factor to think about when you're looking at the success of working with us, it's also who are we sharing information with? Who are they sharing information with? What's that telephone, you know, the telephone game, like you keep sharing that information. Um, so that's part of it, but also working with someone like you um, helps both of us. It gives me a reach I would have never had before. Um, and then it gives you an opportunity that you might not have had before. So I think when, you know, for your specific situation with the trainers going after potential partners, um, 
look at it as both, okay, what can you offer that's unique and different? Like I said, ours was, we are the only statewide travel blog like ours, right? So we're unique. It's going to grow. You want to be a part of it from the ground up. That was my approach. Yeah. But now when I go out to Lauderdale or when I go out to Miami or Tampa, I say, okay, it's not just me you're working with. You're also working with Jamie. When I bring her in, you're working with, um, you know, Katie, when I bring Jamie's wife in, you're working with um, all these other influencers that we will bring into our content. So your reach is going to just grow beyond what we, what we offer ourselves. So, you know, look at the bigger picture. Who can you bring in that actually will add value to what you do that, you know, client, a lot of these partners look for partnerships, if that makes sense. So like, even when we do advertising, advertising, um, partners actually look for like co-op opportunities where they're getting advertising on more than just one channel. So if you can partner with other people and you can add like a collaborative way to work with them, that might be even more beneficial. Yeah. And speaking to benefit, one thing you said towards the beginning of the call that I wrote down, because it was so profound is that you really put a focus on supporting community versus making money. And I think even though, you know, heart doesn't pay your bills or pay your mortgage, the more you support community and the more you create positive karmic debt, the more the money will inevitably come. Right. So if you just offer, you know, one way that I tell trainers is a great way to get on companies radars is if you're using a brand organically. Right. I'm going to tag at Lululemon for free and say, man, what a sturdy freaking water bottle. Right. Tag at Lululemon. Lululemon then takes a look at my profile. Right. So doing something just out of the goodness of your heart, because I support companies that make solid water bottles. Um, is that a good way to start or do you just go straight in for the pitch? No, absolutely. We will tag a lot of, you know, when we started, so one of the things we did when we relaunched in 2020 statewide, um, we knew a lot of bars, clubs, restaurants were struggling to survive because they, they were pretty much shut down or events were canceled. So we went online and we changed our whole business model. We said every LGBT bar club, um, restaurant owner gets a uh, nonprofit organization, pride organization, they get a free, free directory listing on our website for life. Um, and that was a, you know, $500 value per listing potentially. So we did that in the beginning. And then what those destinations or those organizations realized was, Hey, we're here to collaborate and advocate for you. And it allowed us to get in the door and be a trusted partner in the community. So they, you know, those owners know other owners of other businesses that might want to market to our destination. So it earns you respect. It earns you trust. And I, you cannot put a price tag on respect and trust in the industry. Um, You know, we have to be very careful because it can often be perceived that we're just out to make money on the LGBT community. Um, And that's never a good thing. You know, in our community, it gets called out very quickly. So it's really important for us to show that while I'm living the, you know, a very privileged travel lifestyle within the LGBT community, I'm not blind to the struggles going on in our community. I'm not blind to um, the fact that there are people that can't freely travel the way I do and, and not be discriminated against. So I think, you know, you really have to look at so many different layers, but definitely tag people, support people, it puts you in front of brands you might not have never have, uh, you know, yeah. been in front of before. Um, do, you, do you have a media kit? We do. Yep. We right. do have a media kit. What is in your media kit for those people who may be hearing that expression for the first time ever? 
Yeah. So our media kit really gives information. And I've, and I obviously there's different kinds. Um, if you're like an influencer, you'll have an influencer type of kit. Um, ours is a little different because we're kind of a blend of a business, our website platform, a, a video blog platform, and then my personal brand as Rachel Quivello. So my media kit actually has sections for each of that. So, um, you know, the beginning is really an overview of our company, um, the components that make up our company. And then we go into kind of an overview on the stats and the reach on our website. Then there's a section on the stats and the reach of our video. Um, and then we have a whole section on me. <laughs> it's a cute little picture of me right there. Kind of like an influencer one pager that just talks about who I am, my reach, my influence as a speaker, consultant, um, you know, social media too. Yeah. And then, um, and then it goes into like our, our pricing breakdowns. Um, I've got, you know, as you grow your business, you can be a lot more, and I know you probably know this too, Jamie, you can be a lot more firm on what you're asking for, um, and not be afraid to turn down things that you know are not going to be really the value that you need to do a project. Um, it's harder to do that in the beginning when you're just launching because you want to take everything on. But yeah. as you grow, you, you know, really put boundaries around what you're willing to do at what, what value and what price um, because you learn the lesson the hard way. If you give too much away in the beginning, um, right? Yes. Never successful. So, um, yeah. and so yeah, the media kit has lots of information. So I guess for, again, cause the majority of trainers would, would go to uh, another company in the capacity of either as an influencer mm -hmm. or a referral partner, right? If right. I tell all of my clients to use first form, what can, you know, what can I get out of Absolutely. that 10% commission or whatever? So for media kit, I guess what we would include is the demographics of our mm -hmm. audience, the engagement, and then Definitely demographics. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Companies. And that can also really set you apart in front of partners. For instance, if you look at the demographics, so I look at like Google analytics, that's how I determine some of our key um, KPIs, like our key performance indicators, right? So if I look at Google analytics, you will see that our demographic is split 50-50 women to men. That is extremely rare in the travel blog space because typically it's a lesbian and then you got a lot of lesbian followers or it's, you know, gay men and it's gay men followers. So to be really in the middle. Um, and then we also reach both the retirement age people as well as the millennial um, millennials and everything. So we have a really nice broad spectrum. So that is a value add to a potential partner. So those yeah. statistics, if you kind of hone in on a few of those statistics that might stand out or demographics that stand out as unique compared to your competition, it's another way to put yourself in front of some of the potential partners and advertisers that um, that you might not have been able to get in front of before. So definitely look as much at data as much as possible. That's what people are looking for. Yeah. Um, but also explain to them what you add beyond the data. Um, again, we have these conversations often where people want to look at clicks and impressions and our world website is clicks and impressions with, with your world, it's more likes, shares, right. Engagement on, on social. Yeah. Um, and we have that too, but our website's definitely top priority. So, but we also look at, okay, where are the speaking opportunities that I get throughout the year where I can mention my partners and you don't get clicks and likes from that. Right. right. Um, where are the, um, you know, when I get, I get media people that will reach out to me who are doing articles on LGBT Florida right now. So what are my press opportunities and my media opportunities where I can mention my partners? Um, again, you don't get clicks and likes from that, but it's a value add to partner. So think about 
what kind of reach you have beyond your just your social media channels and the value add. Um, partners are always using that term value add. What's the value add? What's the what else can you give me? Like they always want something more. So what else can you give them is really important. I love that. So biggest takeaway, what can you either, okay, what advice would you give to a trainer either from a psychological standpoint going into a pitch or a mm -hmm. collaboration or a strategic perspective? What advice do you have for us? Um, I think the adv my advice to anyone in this role or anything in the world it's not all about you. Um, and I think that's really important. I hate saying that. It sounds negative, but it's not all about you. Find out what's important to the person you're pitching to. What's important to them as an individual? What's important to their brand? Um, and there's two people there, right? Or two components there. It's the individual you're selling to and then the brand you're selling to. So how can you really kind of spark? I, there's a, There used to be a saying in sales, or it still is, is um, spark the fire of their desire. So what is it that you can really trigger within them that gets them excited and motivated to work with you? Um, and then show how you as a, as a trainer um, or an influencer can fill the gaps that they're looking for. Again, sell to their pain points, not your pain points. I got you. Uh, Rachel, thank you so much for your time. Where can people find you if they want to see how you do what you do? Yeah. So obviously our website is outcoast.com. That's from the travel perspective. Um, if you're looking to learn more about me and consulting, um, we do have an Outcoast Consulting um, page, but you can also just email me uh, and learn more and, and ask questions or text, but email. I still use email. I know a lot of people have gone to social, but email is great. Thank you so much for your time, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. If Thanks, you Amy. like us, our pleasure. Uh, rate us, share, post, tag at Outcoast, tag at Trainer Revenue Multiplier. Mm -hmm. um, we just, we love the, we love delivering value. We love being your value add. So have a great rest of your day and we will talk soon. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Trainer Revenue Multiplier show. If you love today's episode, head on over to Trainer Revenue Multiplier on the iTunes and Spotify and subscribe to the show today. Take a screenshot with your phone of this episode and share on your social media and let us know any questions you may have, things you enjoyed about the show or things you want to see more of coming down the pipeline and tag us at Trainer Revenue Multiplier on your social media. And if you are looking for more real money-making, business-building things to help you grow to the next level in your business, have your more income and have you working smarter and harder in your business, then head on over to trmshow.com to book your free 30-minute business building call today. We look forward to hearing from you, serving you, and of course, delivering more impact for your business. Have a great day. Take care. Let's keep growing.